us. They won't know the latest right, going on. Their society will be different. They, They'll have a different tribal understanding years. of. Let's oh. say they're gone 65 years, and the people on the crew only gone five years. But if they have enough time to have family, 30, 40 years, that's almost 300 years on planet Earth. That's a completely different... Yeah, well, they're not going to... So, that's just using a small number. Mm. What it's going to take, if we're going at the speed of light, to go to a planet that's four light years away, that's four years at the speed of light. And if you're only going like 99% of the speed of light, it's like... 20 years or something like it's an exponential change like you just get a little bit slower the speed of light and it takes so much longer to get there and so if you're going like half the speed of light it'll be like 300 years to get just four light years away like those aren't exact numbers so 300 years of travel and like any planet that we could even inhabit is like a hundred light years away so in that hundred years it's going to be like four or five generations on the ship you know unless they're all unconscious which doesn't seem right i think they're going to have to live as they go and so those kids who get there as adults 400 years, 100 years from now. They're going to be different. And, and even if they're so similar, it's as if they were on an island for 100 years. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah we're not you guys anymore, man. We're not Chilean anymore. We're Easter Islanders now. You know, we're not... Um, and everybody on Earth is going to be different, too. Yeah. So even if they hold it together as best as possible, it's going to be like, wait, why are we going back there? We're living in this world now. Like, we have yeah. these problems. I don't really know anybody there. I'm not really into the rock and roll scene that they're into anymore. Like, I listen to different... Like, they're going to have We're a whole... probably not into that either. <laughs> but, like, you know what I mean? Like, whatever you're into, it'll be... Like, we'll be going these different paths in so many ways. Um, uh, you know, it'll be like no... Re- it. it it's, it's like two different countries. It's like two different continents. It's like two different islands and two different oceans. Like, yeah, very, very different worlds that don't have, like, even though we can be friends or something, we don't have that much connection anymore. And, um, you know. Uh, so do you think the force will be true? Like, oh, dude, I would, oh my God, I would, oh. Sorry, I just had to nerd out a little bit. Yeah, have you seen those videos where it's like Star Trek versus Star Wars? Yeah. They have like mock videos about it where they're like making fun of each other. And they're like, the Force? What kind of magic is that? Real magic. But, uh, nah, I mean, look. To be honest, I would love it. I would really love it. Um, so, speaking of how I have it, so, uh, Michael Cohen, right? Well, that's his name? Michael Cohen? Yes. Michael Cohen is snitching like a songbird. He's singing so hard he can love his soul. So, uh, you got the, let's see how much, how much he's snitching. 
He is snitching 100%. So look at his face. He has the face of I've done things I regret. <laughs> and, uh, um, he has the face of a... Yeah. Well, he's got to come clean, you know? Uh, as much as he's snitching, uh, he's going to go do time. Yep. And um, it's going to be fun. You know? uh, so when do you think they're going to get Trump? He's only got one more year left. After that year is up, probably move in on him during that year, right? The real problem is with going after Trump is that there are so many fucking people, hook, line, and sinker, invested in this ongoing fucking sham that... Um, there used to be enough honor in the world <laughs> that when you were this blatantly corrupt and frankly un-American on several issues, uh, and also this like the idea that the evangelicals support him. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that there's just so much fucking pure sellout going on here that there's not an honorable one for a really good you know if Trump is the bullseye you can go out pretty far on the dartboard mm -hmm. before you find honor in this whole scene huh. Huh. and just the I idea that you'll find it on any dartboard <laughs> eventually you will like look the uh, so that's wrong and you know it because the left uh, kills itself with its with its in pursuit of oh, its yeah, own you're honor. right you're right you know and um, you know they have too much you know, yeah. um, and um, too much and not enough. Too much and misplaced. Yeah, uh, and and it's not giving them any of like they they want to claim the moral high ground, but it just doesn't give them any power. Or it's Fuck the or it's, moral high ground at this point. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> I mean, stop being a bitch. <laughs> That's a uh, shout out to uh, Nancy Pelosi. You know what I'm saying? Not being a bitch one day at a time. Alexandria Cortez. Yeah, but by the time they go after, and that's part of it, that there's got so much like thick protection with people supporting him, that uh, like normally, normally, <laughs> in quotes, uh, his own people would have turned on him. It's because it's like, nah, this is we've made wrong moves. You can't be like Putin for Christ's sake. Like yeah. there is evidence of of meddling. You know, it's like it's not like it didn't happen, and and with what they're going after Cohen about, basically, um, the right just keeps on bringing up that he's a liar, and they're not actually disputing any of the stuff that he's claiming happened. And he brought right, so it's not. It's not that this is not... They're not saying that this isn't true or this didn't happen or that's not an offense. They're saying... They're just reminding him that he was caught lying. And he's like, yeah, I was caught lying and I pled guilty to that. Like, right, this is not news that I'm lying. But And it's also like, um, yeah, I'm a disgraced lawyer. Uh, I'm disgraced because I was perpetrating the lies of Trump. Like, that's why he hired me. That was my job. It's not like he only did it for two years and then Trump figured out he was a liar and fired him. He kept him to the last fucking, like, 
still supported him after, him after he got arrested and um uh you know so like they're not disputing that he did committed all these crimes at the behest of president trump they're just bitching that he was he's a liar which we already all know yeah we all know that. Man. So, but that's like a sign of how, like, no one's like, damn, Trump made that payoff. Like, even though he's like got the proof of the payoff and everything. I mean, to be honest, like, we all know Trump is guilty. It's literally, it's literally, we just want him gone. <laughs> like, we're, uh, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm fucking sick and tired of seeing him fuck up our country. Um, he's doing stuff like, um, checking with Putin about what he should do with North Korea. Yeah, that's weird. That's treasonous. And... <laughs> Like, how come you're not checking with our generals? <laughs> Fuck what Putin thinks. <laughs> and <coughs> the fact is, everybody around him should go down too. Because nobody's yeah, but that's him. but that's why also they're all protecting him. Like that's why we can't get him out because all the people who should be like this is it, like turning on him, they're like doubling down on it. Yeah, and That's continuing bad, the man. lies, and the next person he elects got to be super great. But also, also Fox Campbell is like Harris, continuing uh, to support him, and 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 drumming up a base which keeps the uh, Republicans in line because they don't want to challenge. They don't want to. Tr- they don't want to challenge from the right. Like they'll lose their own seat to a to a, someone that Trump anoints. Because he can get the base riled up, yeah. and so he's got enough base to oh, keep the man. Republicans in line. But they should be like, "Fuck it!" So I lose an election. Like, did we? I cannot stand for this. You and know? I've been talking to some Republicans. There is some whack. Brother. I mean, regardless of like the like so many things, but and like he's still a hundred percent for Trump. Who? My brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. That's that nigga's a loser, Peter McLeod. Uh, you know, just so you guys know his name. <laughs> his ID, you know, his government. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's it's just the thickness of the hypocrisy all over the place. Yeah, I mean, oh my God, man. And uh, so that could bring us right into our next topic. So he's going to speak with Kim Jong-un today. Um... Kim Jong-un bought his own toilet. <laughs> Good for him. I thought he didn't have an asshole. Yeah. So, um, yeah, what's going to come of that? I mean, uh, is Trump just going to get bullied by Kim Jong-un? Yeah, I feel like Trump's going to be the bitch in this. Probably. Well, how is he going got, to? He's got his daddy, uh, Putin, backing him up. You know what I'm saying? Who am I already whispering in his ear? Which is bad for us, most likely. Yeah. And so um, it's like, are we gonna denuclearize that place? Hmm. Are we gonna end the like basic slave labor structure of the country? Look, I have no idea, man. There's been. I read a thing. I, I haven't verified even... it, but I read a thing that there was like 300 executions in Korea since he took power. Seems like a lot. And uh, you know what's what are we doing here, palling up with this dictator? I mean, we gotta we gotta anything we do is 
has got to stabilize the area, open the place up, exalt human rights. I don't think that's worthy really one of Trump's strong suits. And um, denuclearize the place. We got to denuclearize the so whole he's planet. He's going to come in here, suck his dick. He's going to be like, hey, let's be friends. Yeah. He's probably going to appease him. Mm-hmm. Give him whatever he wants. Open up trade without sufficient demands. You know, we forget this. The first trip Trump made to China when he came back, there were people that were like, "Okay, what? What did we get from that?" And Trump was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, you went there. Did we make any deals with them, or did you bring up any of these issues, or did we get any promises for them, or did we open any trade deals?" And he was like, "What?" Like, he just went for the pomp and circumstance and for everyone to be like, oh, hey, I'm the president. He went there for the big dinners and the galas and the shows. And and so, you know, a couple parades. You know, is he going to come back with, like, a piece of North Korea, like, under his thumb? Like, there, you know? Or is he going to give them what they want? He's going to open trade with them, with them without them opening I just have absolutely no fucking hope uh, when it comes to Donald Trump and doing any political thing at all. Uh, so, to be honest, I'm just waiting for what happens. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, me too. But like, th- those are the type of things, like I say, like, he should take us in a direction where he gets denuclearization out of this guy and human rights stuff. I thought that's gonna happen though. Like that's gonna happen too, Trump, but that's what you would expect Trump from a president. Even basic human rights. Right, like I said, so, not his strong suit. Yeah. You know. But like that's what you would expect out of a, a leader to meet with that leader, be like, okay, we gotta talk about some things. You gotta come up to the 21st century. Well, you gotta you open up travel. It, you gotta open up education. You gotta open up. If you think about it, I doubt he's probably gonna address any of that. I do too, but you see what I mean? That like, that's what we. Uh, that we could reasonably expect that from a leader. Yeah. yeah. A good leader. A leader. No, they don't have to be that good. That's like a minimum. Mm. Yeah. I feel like... Man. Trump's really set the bar super low. But it's good. We have a lot of good uh, opportunities coming up. You know what I'm saying? A lot of good people running for president. Camilla Harris... Um, Kamala, Kamala Harris. <laughs> I think it's Kamala Cortez. Harris. I think it's Kamala. I feel like it's Camilla, but <laughs> that's just how I read it. <laughs> uh, Alexandria Cortez. Shout out to her, Bernie Cortez. Ocas. Ocasio. Ocasio. Alexandria. Alexandra Ocasio Cortez. A O C. A O C. Acaso. Acasio. Acasio. Alexandria Acasio. Quit trying to over enunciate it and then fuck it up worse. Just say it right once and move on. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Trump had the dirtiest lioness lawyer around for ten years, and then claims that Bernie he didn't Sanders. really know the guy. What do you think about Bernie Sanders running for president? I think it's part of a generational thing. What do you mean? That um, 
It's just time for the next generation of leaders to take the reins. Someone like Bernie should be like given an ambassadorship or maybe a secretary maybe of state. Maybe made like a vice president? I don't know about vice. Um, I mean, he's old. He's too old to be president. But he's pretty liberal. Right, he's liberal. uh, That's all good. But it's just time for the next group to come through. Like Alexandria Ocasio. Not exactly her. I think she's still a little too inexperienced for the president. Kamala Harris, president of these United States. I don't know. But, like, that sort of generational shift from a Bernie Sanders or a Hillary Clinton, you know. What do you think? I don't really know. I like the universal basic income guy because I like universal basic income. Does he have Uh, a name? Andrew Yang, I believe. Andrew Yang. And, um... But if someone just adopted that policy, I could probably be persuaded. (laughs) Uh, I don't know any hard negatives for sure on Kamala Harris. She's mm. a good choice. I just don't know enough. But but that's the idea. I think we need people who grew up a little more with, with a device in their hand. Mm. People who see the world differently. Who grew up in a different reality. Yeah. I mean, and because, like, to be honest, Trump is super old. <laughs> He's like 75. Yeah, he's pretty old, uh, but he's also of like a different generation. Yeah. Like, um, you know, even though he's real good at Twitter, we need people with different eyes on the world. And I think someone who's not so privileged. Yeah. Like, we need a regular, a more regular citizen. Not like anyone you're choosing for president isn't probably pretty advantaged in one way or another. Even well, if they had a tough Harris. childhood, they eventually hit a big-time yeah, college and got a big-time job. But and you got to work for that, so I don't a, know. Of course, but even yeah. if you're rich, you got to work once you hit big-time college and got to get a big-time... Like you still got to win your cases, you know? Uh, uh, Trump's not one of those workers. No, but he wasn't a lawyer either. Yeah. And actually, I say it, he was a little too privileged. Like yeah. you, but like you, you don't necessarily need someone from poverty, but you need someone who uh, worked through the system, dealt with student I loans, like, I had like a job while they were in school. You know, like I feel like personally, a yeah, more understandable great. experience. And I think if somebody that came from poverty was able to be. The president that would actually personify all of America. Um, yeah, there's something to that. Yeah, so it's That's like you one. know, yeah, that's no, a good one, Kenny Cloud. You know, he doesn't have to be, but if we were to see that, that would personify because he would have lived at every stage, or she, he, yeah, or she would have lived at every stage of an American life. And that would be great because that would truly represent yeah. us as a people. Even if it's you know it, even if the race is different, they would understand and be more empathetic yeah. towards you know others because they've already been living through that. Yeah. And I feel like that's a lot of the problem with you know people like Trump and they're they're not 
They're not living. Yeah, he didn't have to have a job while he was in school and make tough choices like, you know, I can't hang out because I have a job and I need to get my work done before my shift. Yeah. You know, Um, which isn't like some like, oh, God, what a dilemma. But it's the type of thing that's like, yeah, there's a separate like path people go that like, yeah, I have to work while I'm going to school. What do you think about uh, LeBron James? Serious question. He doesn't have the understanding and experience. I don't think he could sit through a meeting. You need someone who can sit through a long, boring meeting and pick up facts. I mean, for all of Hillary Clinton's negatives, she could sit through a 10 hour meeting and pay attention and learn everyone's name and no details. You know, Uh, you still need to be able to do stuff like that. Um, You know, so you need just like. I don't know where Ocasio Cortez is on that scale of, uh, you know, there was sort of like a not I mean, funny but telling thing in a debate once where uh, they were talking about the, um, you know, um, Serbia and Bosnia and all the leaders with all their Vognovich and Slavonovich and all these like hard to pr- pronounce for an American names and uh, Hillary's like well blah 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 and like naming everyone by name and like nailing it nailing it nailing it. and just like I know this shit like you might not like for all my like whatever you don't like about me like I know what's going on I know who the players are I know everyone's name and uh, you know you need a cap- like a capacity for that shit you know, yeah. uh, that's a little beyond even like good leaders and stuff like that. Like you gotta, you gotta be through that. You gotta man. have some gotta, faculties you know, and you gotta like have some patience. Yeah, first. patience. A lot and of patience. Brain power you and know, um, memorization skills. Yeah. Fleek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty. And you gotta have personality. Unfortunately, although I would be fine with some savant who's just good at that shit. And is awkward, you know. Um, nah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yes. Hey, look, it's complicated. I need a smart person in there. I don't need to like them. We got problems. Nah, we got problems that take smart person in there. Yeah. Yeah. We got problems but that take genius level fucking problem the solving. Is, the fact is, <laughs> even if you have a genius level person doing handling the things, if he cannot convince us. That he should be in that position. How is he gonna get into that position in the first place? See, that's why I think it's weird that like the convincing should be in like not that I could come up with the test, but the convincing should be on some like you know um, best problem solver. You know, <laughs> like yeah. that's true. Like it doesn't have to be like, and I can juggle. Like I don't give a fuck about juggling. Solve the AIDS crisis. You know, solve this gun debate. Like yeah, that's true. we got some complicated shit here. Like I don't need to like you. You don't need to be handsome. I, like convince me. But there should be a score. We should be. We, a computer should tell us which person is like. No, they're the best. You nah. know. Nah. Nah. But you know what I mean? Like, we're not just like we we need a uh, the, the actual best like the the smartest kid in your class was not the best at convincing you he was the smartest kid in your class. However, everyone knows he was always getting A's. He knows everything. He's always a plusing it. You know, 
he's he's going on to AP whatever in the next grade, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he was not the most popular. He was not the coolest. Uh, but he was the smartest, or she. So yeah, I don't need the, the convincing. You know, that was why I wanted Bernie two in the first place, my friend. Two that was why lives. I wanted Bur- Bernie in the first place, because like he, him and his, him and his cousin Morty from the bank were gonna sit down with the books here and go over things and well, straighten I do out that Bernie would probably gain a lot of support. I think for like brain power and problem solving and doing fiscally smart but things I also that hurt feel like that he would be good at that but i feel like he would be a great vice president yeah to be able to do those things and help a good president yeah i think that that generation has passed yeah and it's time for another i feel like ge- he is definitely too yeah. old we can't have two two ancient white people up being the president at the same time essentially my <laughs> age or younger, but you really can't. Probably should be from like Obama around like Obama's yeah, age. Yeah, like and 40, 40 or younger. No, younger. I, 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 I'm thinking between fifty-five and forty. Nah. Yeah. I think it should be. You can't be younger. Th- you can't be younger than thirty-five and be president. Yeah, I know. I yeah, think yeah. it should be between thirty-five and forty. Because then they're also in the middle of that whole thing. But what kind of like experience they they have? Because running the country, well, different people have different experience. Correct. But like, how are you gonna get enough in in thirty five years? This, running America is is like it's not like running a business. It's like running a business and a military and a and a uh, um, uh, a nonprofit. Isn't that guy from Facebook like thirty one years? He's a billionaire. <laughs> sure, he's a billionaire, but he's only good at making money. He's not necessarily good at yeah, like but negotiating I'm saying, like, a food do, You can deal do a lot with, of things. You know what I'm saying. And don't mistake money for smarts. I'm not. I, yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm using him as an example of you can actually get a lot done in a small amount of time, depending on the person. Yeah, I, I never questioned a lot done. A lot you done did. is not the same as like a massing experience. experience. Like he done a lot. He got a lot done, but was it at all in like the same little field? He's just like a specialist. What about Elon Musk? He's around 40. Yeah, he would... Uh, he could be. Yeah. But so he's there, south. there are people like that. Yeah, so there's one. <laughs> <laughs> and he's South African. Uh, I'm just used... Yeah. So, so he, there's not a lot. It's a... Sp- it's a pretty tight race with the few people that qualify, and I open it up to an older group because well, only there's the still people, people my age. You know, like there's still people my there age. There could be a whole lot of people in that bracket that you have no idea about right now. Correct, and uh, there's still people like my age that have lived that whole screen life and have grown up with computers more than I have, but also see the world differently. Like remember the '80s. And the 90s and the 2000s. Like, there's been, like, changes that things have... The deal has gone wrong. You can fool the young people that you're just not doing it enough because you don't remember what it used to be like. But I still can. And it's like, no, something... 
we've been hoodwinked. They're just relying on you not having enough life experience to get it, you know. And um, you know, because we have we have changes. Yeah, but I know we've been hoodwinked. Yeah, you <laughs> sure you have. But just you're known oh, you have, shit. but like not recognizing how exactly. No. And and <laughs> no. to be at the greatest inch parts All of power. All black families teach you this. All black families teach how. I mean, it's just it's just a way of life, man. Dude, do black families teach you how to solve um, epidemics? You mean living every day? No, I mean like there's this new disease, scars or whatever, coughing swine flu and you know, we're having an epidemic and we need to keep it controlled or like the Ebola virus got here once, you know. Like there's an outbreak waiting to happen at any time. I'm saying someone needs to be like the president needs to like be able to think of that and nuclear arms deals and you know uh, the problems with rice and the the storms that are hitting and climate change and the automotive industry and the, like it's a birth of shit yeah, yeah. i know that <laughs> there's a lot of shit that goes yeah. into being the president yeah and, and <laughs> i personally would like to see i open the range up because i would like to but i still need them to be like i i almost said 60 and i took it back i'm like no 60 is too old they're they're the past they're sort of a past generation that you can be advisors and in other positions you can still be centers things but i think the president and like key roles like that they need to move on to a another generation maybe two you know which would then be like your yeah 35 to 40 right maybe it's 35 to 50 yeah so I, I can give you that yeah that's I, i'm more comfortable picking from that crew i think the other one would just be too small yeah and there's probably a real good because one in the other it just depends like yeah. you, you never know like there could be a great person that starts to rise and he's done great yeah. stuff all his life and he's got a clean background i mean he's not perfect he, he just smokes a little bit of weed yeah. boom you know what i'm saying but then he rises and yeah. he turns out to have good there was a guy you know, i was just hearing about i forget where he's the um I forget if he's even mayor or governor, mm. but he's throwing his hat in. It's somewhere in the Midwest, and uh, he's gay, and he uh, served in Afghanistan. Oh, shit. And he's like, look, I have the most war experience since the first George Bush. I have the most military experience, combat experience since the first George Bush. I like Bush. that, actually. Yeah. And like, but that's like an example. I've, I'm not exactly sure how old he is or whatever. But like, you know, there's like you say, there's some not yet risen to the surface. Yeah. People out there that have serious qualifications, that have lived a life, they know what's going on. You know, they're aware of how raw it could be. Mm -hmm. They're not too privileged. They're not necessarily. I don't think this guy's from like poverty or anything, but rural. You know, probably worked on a farm before he went to the military. You know, which opens like I know. And he's it, gay. I know what it is to fucking work. He knows what it is to be an outsider, yeah. a minority, minority. You know, military yeah. service, military vet, combat service. You know, 
people love hard that. times, man. That that you know uh, the mis- misery doesn't isn't too choosy. In yeah. a, in a but that's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. You know, yeah, but you never know. Yeah, but like some of like, but he was, but this guy's also probably younger than me. Yeah, you know. And, um, but that's that's the age we, that we want. It's a pretty solid age. He's probably in his forties. Yeah. And to be honest, I feel like in your forties, grew up with MySpace and Facebook. I feel like in your forties, you still have the energy to grow and learn new things. You know what I'm saying? And but I feel like once you start reaching your fifties, your ability to want to learn new things. I mean, it depends. If you're the type of person that's still learning new things in your 40s, you're probably going to be the same type of person in their 50s. It just depends on the person, to be honest. Yeah. But they used to say that political life begins at 50. Because that's when you've like amassed enough experience and now. Because if you're just in politics the whole time, you've never really held a job, you've never really dealt with. You know, unruly customers, or you know, the people you can't ignore. You know, I deal with so much shit every day. It's like, goddamn, man. Yeah. And then I gotta worry about, yo, is Trump gonna fuck us up? (laughs) But that's like a distant worry, like customers, I got coworkers, bosses, underlings. There's a chunk that's about to break off of some big iceberg. (laughs) That's the level of New York. And it's about to break off any day now. That's crazy. Because that'll really fuck up the world. Everything. Everything. The world is going to be... Dude, we're having the wettest winter in the world every fucking year now. Like, is this what it's going to be like every winter? Just like two months of rain? Like, seriously? Two months of like... We had like four days of sun. But we're not even addressing these problems because we're fucking busy with our own corrupt problems. Yeah. You know, that's so crazy. Because I hope somebody's addressing that. (laughs) Like, I hope somebody sees it's like, maybe we should deal with that because that's really fucking important. You know what I'm saying? That's really fucking important right there. This seems real. Trillions of lives can be lost any day now. Any day, trillions of lives can be lost. That maybe, you know, maybe we should put Yeah, this weather stuff, it's really like, I mean, the uh, every season seems to be packed with extremities. Mm. Um, You know, super rain here, super cold in the Midwest, super snow on the East Coast. You know, um, and it's so the, much. The summers are fucking heat wave, heat wave, heat wave, and the fucking hurricane season. It's like worst three storms in a row, and like yeah. every season is just like packed with, you know. I'm actually afraid of the earthquakes coming. <laughs> earthquakes are the easiest ones. Even the bad ones are not like, man, I've been in hurricanes and blizzards yeah, so and shit. I. It just I, I really don't. I don't like blizzards. I don't like... They just well, that's cr- why I came to Cali. They just crush the whole area. Yeah, like crazy. if you Like, there's no not at the blizzard. Like, you can, like, but you can still sleep through some pretty harsh earthquakes, yeah. you know? And, uh, I have. Yeah! I have. <laughs> and, um... And they so rarely really cause like major damage. Yeah. But when that fucking blizzard happens, the whole oh, yeah. area it's is stuck for like a day. You know, maybe three. I mean, uh, would you take a mudslide over a blizzard? 
raining storms. Well, what do you mean a mudslide? Like, am I hit by the mudslide? In which case, I'm probably dead. You'll live through a blizzard. Yeah. I mean, you can live through a mudslide. If it just takes out the road over there, it's like. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn, we're trapped for like a week till they dig us out. Uh, By the way, apparently that happened up in uh, Guerneville, a place I know. Uh, their their local road washed out. They were like a, a, a retreat um, mm. sort of center, a conservation center, rather. That's crazy. And there's people up there that I know stayed up there a little bit. And um, yeah, their road washed out, apparently, with these storms. And uh, I'm not sure, like, how bad or, like, can they just, like, once it's rain stops, they'll just, like, bulldoze for, like, a day and it's open again. Or is it, like, no, nah, now they got to set a new road and you got to, like, walk down for, you know. That's going to suck. Yeah, but there could be, like, you could have, like, cars parked on the other side. Yeah. So as soon as you walk, like, the whatever, like, mile or two and get to the cars and still drive up like, no, how are you gonna park your car? How are you gonna drive? Like there could be some <laughs> arrangement where mudslide. someone had, but but you know what I mean. Something could like once you're on the like, how bad is the mudslide? Is it like three yeah. miles of road, mm-hmm. or is it just like a hundred feet of road? Is it like yeah. now we need a new road, or is it like oh we'll just dig you out? Like once like it'll stop raining in a couple days and we'll dig it out and we'll be fine. Yeah, you know true. like the, like there's levels to this. Like how bad is it? And I wouldn't want to park my car there though. <laughs> I'd really, like I'd probably walk. Well, it's like a couple miles to the town, like uh, steep. It's it's in the woods up there in the mountainous area. But um it's not that far from the Guerneville Safeway, really, that uh you know, it's certainly they're not like completely isolated with like no hope of but they're far enough away that like you're to walk you'd be hiking you'd be an all-day trip like up early take off how are you gonna get your car on the other side though uh you could probably like buy rent or neighbor who has a spare like position one for you Mm. and be like hey can we borrow that car for a week while they dig us out yeah i'm glad i don't live there i would be fucked but the flip side is um it's really beautiful and isolated up there and you're out there in the fresh air and the woods. Oh, it's you got a woodsy crush. Not just woodsy, but like like getting out of the city and shit is like a wonderful thing. I love the city. And there it's a pretty set up spot there. Mm. So um you know, they've got supplies and things like being cut off for I a couple think, days. Shouldn't, I think shouldn't I would totally definitely kill. like to have my own neighborhood with like yeah. woods and shit. Yeah. But I don't want it in like, uh, I would think I want it in like the mid or west or like Canada. Just on the worry about storms and shit. I mean, I'm okay with a blizzard because you can live through a blizzard heater. Boom. <laughs> well, yeah, you want to be decently close to like everything, some resources. Yeah. I mean, but if I get rich enough, I'm just going to be, you know, I could have land and then I'll put an airport in there. Just fly in. Have another house. It'll just be like my getaway. Yeah. Yeah. You I, would, would you be in a community of like 100 people that like were pretty cool with each other? and Or would you want to be like alone alone? I mean, 
I'd probably be in a community. I don't like being alone alone. I'm always alone alone. <laughs> I'm alone alone today. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, it's just that, you know, I probably... It just depends, like, you know, I definitely have my own house and property, which would have woods and a fence, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then... I would go out and hopefully there would be a community maybe a, a mile and a half away. So not in the community, but like just outside. Because then, you know, like even if I go there for like a week, I want to talk to somebody. Even if I need some time to myself, you know, I'm just going there to chill. And then I'll have this community that knows me that I'm talking to. Just go in every so often, you know, grab a beer at a... It's just for like a normal person life when I'm not a normal person. Right. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to live there like for a long time. Cause I, I would, I would definitely like the city. I'd rather live in a cleaner city. <laughs> yeah, that's a rough one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if I could somehow this city, city has a bad relationship with letting people use their toilets. Yeah. And it shows. Like, it does not solve the problem just, like, not letting people use the toilet. That solves nothing. <laughs> I mean, and the port potties and outside toilets don't solve problems either. They, they, if they were more prevalent, maybe, or something... Maybe belly shelters. Better it's healthcare. Better way. Better all kinds. This is all Green New Deal stuff, by the way. Let's be New Zealand. <laughs> Why not? Oh, shit. Have you been? America. <laughs> no. I want to go, though. It's pretty, but they're hella racist. I hear it's pretty nice. Yeah. But I also hear it's really racist. It's, it's well... It would not be good for me to go. How really racist? Really? Are they really racist against Americans? Or are they really racist against black people? Or are they really racist against the Maori? Nah, it's just black people. Is it worse than here? Nah, it's actually more open there. Is that better or worse? Hmm. I think it's better. (laughs) So, that doesn't seem like a deal breaker. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I definitely would want to go. It just hurt, irks my soul. By the way, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't want to support heard, racism. I have not heard that New Zealand was racist. No, uh, I heard. I it would was understand racist. that they're inexperienced. That would be. I would believe that in a second. Um, and not Maybe. that I don't, not that I know them not to be or anything. I just never heard that before. Really, I actually heard a story about them a little bit being racist. Uh, I mean, certainly in the past. I mean, Australia. No, recently. Australia like was last year. Horrible, and still kind of is yeah. bad. Definitely Australia oh, too. I keep forgetting. To say but I've met a lot of Aussies. Go on. No, I met a lot of Aussies, and I feel like, you know, if I were to go to Australia, then, I mean, yeah, I I would be able to avoid (laughs) those particular areas if you get my drift. Not really. 
No, I would just have people that I would know, you know, that would be able to steer me into the black friendly neighborhoods. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't recall a lot of African Americans when I was in Australia. There's yeah, because we don't like to go. <laughs> but it's more Chinese. <laughs> it's more Chinese. Alright, think about it. Live animals <laughs> we out of there man africa has live animals yeah you're right but that's our home <laughs> right so it's not a deal breaker the live animals they've got in australia like nah it really is that we hear australians yeah. are pretty racist back at home so we don't like to go we're not gonna put ourselves openly in danger like that well yeah okay yeah but uh you know our next topic our next topic is we're about to end it because it's 11 48 oh i would like to say this one thing i saw this one thing where like um someone had one of the little designer dogs mm. and a hawk came and uh <laughs> this girl came and like whacked the hawk with her purse to protect her little doggy i would just let that shit go <laughs> well <laughs> All these people. I'm sorry, baby. A hawk came. I had to let nature take its course. A little bit. Um, so there was like, that was definitely like a lot of people were commenting like, I'm a animal lover. I would never let that hawk hurt my little. bit better not come after my dog. And it's but if like, if you're an animal lover, don't you love the hawk? Yeah, the hawk's an animal too. Yeah. And let's face it, you took a wolf. And broke its spirit so bad that now it's this little fucking squirrel that the hawk feels it can just eat it because it's like prey and the dog can't defend itself from the hawk. Like, you know, if you're really an animal lover, you wouldn't make the fucking wolf suffer you so bad. Broke. And, uh, you broke a yeah, wolf. Bro- definitely. Broken. Broke a fucking wolf. You Peter lovers, you animal huggers, you animal fuckers, you bro. <laughs> Yo, I saw this uh, clip the other day of a chick getting fucked by a dolphin. That shit was hilarious. And then all the other dolphins were laughing at him. <laughs> and all the other people were. No, they just laughing. talk like that. That's not. You don't know that they were laughing. You can't say that for sure. They looked like they were laughing. <laughs> They have a smiley face in general. <laughs> they seem pretty smiley. <laughs> Yo, B, I'm getting it in. <laughs> Yo, B, you really get in. Fuck, Yo, that hawk was that, uh, that dolphin was getting it in. That's why I love dolphins. But you guys can check me out on Instagram at Black Kenny Cloud and on my Twitter at Black Kenny Cloud. And be sure to call fucking next time, you motherfuckers. 415-550-0511. I love you, but you a motherfucker. Amen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's see. You guys can check me out on SoundCloud. I just dropped a few of my shit. Um, we had one earlier in the show. If you go back and listen to it. Uh, it was about like 
9.45, I dropped something like, oh no. It's a little track that I'm working on. And then, uh, if you listen to World of Hate, I'm just dropping shit. Because, you know, I'm not finished, done with any of my music right now. And I just feel like, you know, I keep telling you guys I'm gonna drop shit. So, I'm just dropping it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm just still working on this. So, uh, don't take this too literal, you know what I'm saying? But I'm dropping it anyways. If you like it, you like it. And people like it, so, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's only gonna get better from here. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, you guys can check me out on Twitter, at BlackKennyCloud, and Instagram, at BlackKennyCloud. And, uh, yeah, you guys suck my clitoris. You know, make it a little softer for you. Uh, are you gonna throw it over to me eventually, or are you just gonna yeah. keep on talking for nine more minutes? I got you. I got you. You got nine minutes. You got nine. Oh, you must be doing something this week. All right, what you got? What I you just want to get on? this over with. Um, uh, yeah. So Friday night, March first, from seven Friday to nine. Night. Kenny, do not talk during my promos. Friday night, March 1st, from 7 to 9, at Manny's, 3092 16th Street, San Francisco, California. Tickets are 15 bucks online. I think when you show up at the door, they're 20 But anyway, yeah, just for the funds of it, hilarious comedy show. And on Monday at 7, I will be part of Mutiny Radio's Comedy Festival, which is happening all weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Uh, my particular little thing will be the Millennials versus Gen X segment of uh, the comedy festival. And that's what I've got going on in the near future. That's it? Yes. You don't have an Instagram? You don't have a Twitter? Not really, no. No Facebook? I'm, just, I'm on Facebook. Matthew Quirk. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I guess that's what we got. Um, do you want to end it off with a quote of the day? You got a quote of the day? Quote of the day? Yeah, quote of the day. A quote of the day. I like big butts and I cannot lie.
I don't do we. I I love Ambien because it'll just d- delete like nine seasons of uh, um, the awful show with Ted Danson that's on the. Uh, ugh. You know what I mean? Ambi- yeah, like the, the laptop is still open, but you can't remember any of the TV you just watched. So I like Ambien, but but weed brown weed uh, like a bunny ear from a weed cookie will make me like go into a paranoid psychosis of 45 minutes in the bathroom trying to figure out some hair follicles or genital warts you know what i mean like that kind of high where you're like should i put the blanket over me or take off my shoes i don't know i'm just gonna lie here so fantastic erection um just lying there on the floor on the eight-year-old's ikea mattress and divorced and uh trying to go to sleep and i got my dental pints in there so i don't suffocate because i'm old Right, you got to have your sleep apnea and potential sleep suffocation. And uh, I shit you not, the my friend's landlord was drunk, and then fell through the. F- he was trying to get into his apartment. He fell through the front window, front glass, smashed the into the apartment while I was sleeping there. Like a guy came through the window, like midnight. I'm just high as fuck. And then screaming, like, what the fuck are you doing, right? But I have the dental appliance in, so it's like, you know? Standing there, and my boxer's an erection, and the the landlord's like, sorry, sorry. You know, I'm like, ugh. That is the worst apology. You know what I mean? If you're going to learn to apologize in English, just please, just do better than sorry. (laughs) Is that racist? Sometimes comedians will ask the crowd if something's racist, and then the crowd will respond. I take it a step further, and I'm like, is that a white supremacist? No. Um, <laughs> kidding. Kidding. I'm not. I just, uh, uh, I go to the Modesto, and I uh, get uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Uh, all the guys in the bar look like me, but for real. It's uh, fucking weird. Um, ew. Waterford. It smells like shit out there, you guys. Um, sorry, Modesto. What, uh, uh, Fuck. What was the point of that story? It was... I'm divorced, I think. I'm almost 40. I'm 42. I wrote that joke 17 years ago. Anybody see that all-female reboot of Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters 2? I want to see an all-female reboot of me getting molested at camp. Is the original on video? Asked the man at the booth. I I would uh, that wow. You know how a lot. See how slow my brain is. That it took me that long to figure out your fucking. I'm not quick, you guys. It turns out. I mean, they say you need to be like quick or witted or something, or have like unwavering confidence to do stand-up comedy. But you know, all I needed was uh, 30% off on Uber discount. I'm also selling a burner pan. Uh, this one is discounted. This is 50% off. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that fun? I got peanuts. I got everything. I want to, I want to buy like a, you know, a place to live. I think I'm going to get like, someday I'm going to move into a Toyota Yaris or, (laughs) or maybe a Mercedes if I want to live somewhere in style. The Yaris, I mean, you know, the Yaris, you'd think it's going to be cheaper, but I'm going to have to get my legs shortened in order to fit in there. (laughs) 
It is. I think it's a normal. In most cities, it would be psychosis to be constantly thinking about living outdoors and all your transition friends. But, you know, like, that's literally, literally what I think about every night. Oh, welcome to Racers Alley again on a Thursday night here at Mutiny Radio in the middle of the heart of the mission. Haven't been here in two weeks, so uh, welcome back, everybody. And uh, uh, not a lot nicer here tonight. Last week, we had like seven days of just miserable storms, which is great for our water table. But uh, boy, oh boy, it was kind of crazy here. I mean, when us San Francisco spitch about weather, I hear a lot of other folks out there having a lot harder time in sub-freezing uh, temperatures. However, RAR, here we are. So anyway, so we're going to get set up tonight, and uh, we're actually going to have, uh, well, a uh, guest dj milk crate brian who's been a guest on our show more than once and he's going to be spinning some albums as well as uh wade's going to be in here shortly and uh talk about future racing i believe uh sacramento miles coming up uh, very soon and uh, we'll talk about that uh dirt track stuff anyhow uh, i'll be back shortly uh, listen to a little bit of a cheap trick and uh get back to you soon welcome to racers alley here at mutiny radio yar So anyways, uh, we got Milk Crate Brian here tonight, uh, DJing, and uh, got some tunes going on soon, and uh, we're kind of figuring out the new system here, which is going to be a lot of fun. And uh, Brian, you, uh, let's see here. Why don't you uh, fire it up here in a sec? Why don't you say hi? Hi, 
Hey everybody, we're gonna start out with a little Judas Priest heading out on the highway. Yeah, yeah.
liquor store.
right on, right on, right on. Hey, welcome back to Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. And uh, uh, welcome, uh, DJ Milk Creek Brian. Hey, ah, thank, thank you, you very for much tunes. for the opportunity. It's always great to spend some good tunes. It is awesome. And, you know, it's the first time, actually, we've been able to actually... Uh, have our own music usually i just put on a cd and then from there we just uh, do what we do so it's a uh, pretty cool thanks for I thanks was, for coming i thought on it was in. about time we had to step up your music game you know you can't just play whatever's <laughs> yeah. in the cd player well whatever we keep finding yeah 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 exactly hey wade welcome how you doing mate how are you good hey right on. tell us what's going on um i'm not going to daytona <laughs> yeah we, we spent our, our quarter going to phillip island but we'll be checking it out. That Daytona's next. The sun is, is kind of staying out. Everybody's getting ready to go race into some form or another. Um, so I think Willow Springs is actually next for us, middle of next month or something like that. But Would that be armor racing, Willow Springs? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, uh, racing is starting, uh, talking about that. I mean, uh, AFM is going to be here, uh, I believe, uh, March, uh, mid-March uh, 13, 14, 15 area. Uh, I'll get the exact dates, but you know what I'm talking about. And uh, they'll be at Buttonwillow for the first two races. So uh, a lot of uh, track uh, track days coming up as well. You know, uh, Wade and I were just talking the other day about, I think, fun track days, fun one track of our days. boys. Those are really good guys. Yeah, our buddy Steve, and uh, he, he came by the shop Tokyo Moto the other day. And uh, he's an instructor out there and uh, was mentioning how many days they're getting out there. And I believe you you know the, the gentleman who runs it, right? Yeah. Well, I think it was him in a minute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, uh, they're doing a bunch of track uh, days right now. And, I mean, uh, really good deals. I mean, you could do three days at Thunder Hill coming up really soon. I mean, like 300 bucks or something. And uh, I would like to have one of the boys here, actually, and talk about that and uh, start promoting that. Because it's a great way to actually learn. Uh anything i mean as far as the street rider we get a lot of people on r3s now in the 250s and the 400s that's a big class now you get a lot more bikes coming in that are um um yeah the entry level but it's so affordable races there's even a company that's renting them you show up you, you rent their bike exactly you play all day you hand it back again we'll get back to you with that name yeah. but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we're, we're not actually in business we're just playing here you know Racers Alley, so... Yeah, and, and the thing is, I mean, there are a lot of opportunities now, like you're saying. I mean, back in the old days, you'd have to buy anything. Now you can actually go there and uh, turnkey uh, yeah, and, uh, Ninja and 400. Really, in the yeah. old days, there was no practice other than yeah, on race true. day. There was no track day. <laughs> Still so, is that right? It, yeah. You I, could, I'm too young to, to remember you, that. I've you, always known about open track days. Yeah. And you could go dirt ride, but you couldn't find any pavement other than the street. So it's really nice to have a a track that you can go play on and every inch of it is like yours yeah i mean i learned on mines road I and mean, you learned on highway one and i mean you know, back where you know you start is where you learn you know nowadays uh, you're you're lucky enough to have the machinery that is turnkey as well as a lot of opportunities to be out there in various tracks i mean uh uh nowadays i mean it's it's, it's easy to go out there and learn where in the old days i mean um you learn sometimes with hard knocks you know, I mean, you're out there on a back road, yeah. and you you get you get off wrong and go fast. There ain't no runoff. Yeah, you know? <laughs> track day they have an ambulance. It's a, it's a adult sandbox. Yeah, it's you a, can get hurt, but there's somebody there looking out for you. Exactly, and uh, also a bunch of runoff and all that wonderful stuff. And uh, very privatized uh, instruction nowadays. Uh, there's some folks out there. Just recently, uh, one of our boys, uh, uh, Zeki, who comes by our shop all the time on uh, wonderful bikes. Uh, I believe he's going to Sears Point this weekend, and the instructor there is solely 
uh, working on lean angles. Wow. Uh, body positioning. So now uh, he, there's different courses out there that he'll do, you know, where he'll just, the clinic will be about one aspect of, 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 of doing the, I guess, the art of racing or, or riding, so to speak. So it's, it's interesting. I've seen know. some weird ones, too. A couple of my coworkers were talking about going to wheelie school. Apparently, yeah. wheelie yeah. school is now a thing. They put yep. you on an yep. overpowered yeah. bike with a wheelie bar on the back of it so you can't loop yourself. It is pretty neat, actually. Yeah, I mean, give you a four-hour course on wheelies. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to try that because I'm not a wheelie master, yeah. you know. And uh, Yeah, they have a big old girder type of really interesting frame. And basically, we're going to go rah, and then it lets you. But if you go, you know, if you go over, it just knocks you back, and then you're you're all good. Yeah. And that's kind of neat to not yeah. be able to have the uh, hurt and ass yeah. or I, I, I saw the one where it's like tied down and it it looks like that i've only seen pictures of it and stuff but yeah i'm totally old school you had to go learn go find a hill or something and learn yeah. hard way <laughs> that's and, all i learned was uphill yeah, exactly hard knocks it's all in the throttle you don't get excited and if you can do 25 miles an hour you go bit and you do your 25 miles an hour it's all about keeping the throttle smooth the rear, the rear brake is a Band-Aid. Every, it's the next level. It all starts in the throttle. Interesting. So yeah, Sitting back was what did it for me. I realized that I had to get my ass back on the back of that dirt bike seat to get the front up because with all the gas on the KLR, you got 50 pounds of weight. Oh, the KLR 650. So if, you're, yeah. if your body's there, yeah. too, and yeah, and it's put, not going up. You put your weight into the seat and lean back and gas it. Grab second gear, and it'll come right up. <laughs> Just give right. a little, little tug then, on the bars, maybe? And then there's like the beginner zone, the really you got to get on the gas, get on the gas, and then it goes into the mellow zone where got let off the gas and you just coast and then after that the danger zone you kind of get too high but there's a zone <laughs> right in there the zone it's the klr is like a rocking chair this you, is racer's alley wheelie you, class right you now. set it back <laughs> in the rocking chair and you click third gear and you can go forever that's, that's great i mean uh you know the klr i believe you had the klx out there a while back and uh you what, know, what uh, do you do with the 80 mile an hour wheelie bump right you just up, lift it up and you won the mile on one of those and Apparently yeah. running the wheelie across all, well, not apparently, it's a fact, running wheelie all across the straights. All the way down the back straightaway. I went in deeper into turn three than most anybody else would ever do. I like to leave the highest mark. Yeah, it was a, it was a great, great scene. Everyone was having a lot of fun that day. And yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you're a wheelie master and uh, we're, we, you know, we do have a talented pool here in the Bay Area when it comes to, you know, certain things. And, uh, yeah, Corey Call, I believe, was one of those guys. And uh, or still is, I believe, right now. He's, I think he's running out there. AFM is really <laughs> wow. kicking I ass. get in trouble anytime my front wheel comes up at the AFM. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. <laughs> Nowadays, yeah, you got to be uh, under rules. And uh, uh, as far as the regular ride, I mean, you have your wheelie bumps and everything in between, right? Yeah, you I know? can show you where all the wheelie bumps are. Yeah, exactly. I'm, which uh, I don't know. In I've never been really talented at that and going back to the yeah. school, you know, I could see doing that, but really I'd just rather do it, just go get a dirt bike, go to Carnegie and fall on the dirt. That's really the best way place and way to learn really is in the dirt and everything. So similar kind of thing. They all came out with doing the, the Honda 100 or 150. You race it around a little short track, whatever kind of same thing. It'll also wheelie. Some bikes really don't want a wheelie, and you're totally struggling. But if you get a right bike, put it on a hill, nice straightaway or something, you can learn how to do it. So I basically, I couldn't really, my first bike was a Suzuki 90. 
I I could get the front wheel up, but I couldn't go anywhere. And then I got a Suzuki 185, and I learned how to go through all the gears. A two-stroker, right? Yeah. Was the 90, the, was the bike previously, the one before that, a four-stroker? No, they were both two-stroke. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm originally a two-stroke kid. Uh, but, but they don't hard, they don't make then. them anymore. What's a two-stroke? Hopefully they're working on it. I think KTM's got a dirt bike out there somewhere. And yeah, they're putting injectors on. They'll come back. It's just yeah. another circle. We want to sell you all this cool new stuff. Dude, a 500 two-stroke fuel injection. They tried that before. No, it should a couple be a of people. thousand by now. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. You know, 500 two-stroke is no longer viable. It really does. Compared to that, I mean, the, those were the you benchmark in the day, and now a new R1, a Ducati Corsa, all those BMWs, all them things that do 200 miles an hour. So I guess I guess a 500 two-stroke does need to be pumped up now, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> better have more. I never thought about that. Holy moly. We're not sleeping in the corner. <laughs> so, yeah, so like we're at Phillip Island, you think and dream that, oh, the TZ750, oh, it's the ultimate, ultimate. there's nothing faster. Uh, my buddy got 22nd. The Suzuki's, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's going faster than a TZ750. Yeah, because the technology back then was the 70s, I guess. And then now, I mean, with all this new, uh, you know, uh, Terminator-type technology, it, it's uh, the bikes just, well, I yeah. mean, they're putting out 200 horsepower. I mean, yeah, geez, so, so know, stock. For, you know? <laughs> for, that's in theory an 80, 82, 83 model. So we're about to build two right now. We're trying to decide whether to go Suzuki or Kawasaki. Kawasaki's hard to get parts for, so we're probably going to go with the Suzuki. As far um, as a motor for a rig? Yeah, the Katana 1000. Suppose if you put the 1000 together with the 1100 crank, you get the, the super motor and you go from there. and you, Longevity and torque and everything. Yeah. Nice. And then if the frame's not good enough, he's threatening, well, we'll check out the frame. There's one frame, stock frame out there. Everybody else has a Harris or a Spondin or something. Yeah. Oh, that, so, which is, uh, we should get a GoFundMe for that. How much are those frames? <laughs> I don't know. Way too much. They wouldn't tell me. <laughs> exactly. If you have to ask, then uh, please go. So, text Craigslist. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Right on. So, uh, yeah, as far as schools go, we got a bunch of schools going on. And, uh, Try checking them out. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, one of my friends was talking, and uh, they did it even in the rain. They didn't want to go out there. The gentleman who was, I was mentioning about the fun track days, and uh, comes into our shop, Tokimoto, a really cool guy. And I didn't know he was actually a. He's a. He's a. I guess you could say an instructor. And uh, I, apparently, I know a lot of instructors that come into the shop. It's it's quite interesting. And uh, you know, what better way to get track time as well as being an instructor? And you know, he mentioned it was like it was a, a, a really shitty weekend where it was pouring, thunder hill, and it was just like, oh yeah, wet sheets, and it's cold, and goes, oh man, you know, we just wanted to pack it up and go home, and it's like. Then four guys from L.A. came in, and it's just like, we drove all the way here. When are we going out? <laughs> you know, guess what? <laughs> uh, we're going to get wet. Yeah, you got to go to work. You know, but, uh, you know, it, just, if you have an opportunity, I mean, if you really want to learn, uh, if you go out in, in the rain and, and on a racetrack especially, is nice because you, your conditions are really controlled. You want to learn. Uh, it's great to be able to have a... a, a 
uh, I guess an organization that's willing to actually go out on a track day in the rain because your 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 learning is going to get exponentially yeah. greater. I mean, it's it's you're going to be so much better in the dry after you do that track yeah, day. Yeah, that's actually yeah. so rare. It's good yeah. that they politely force them into doing that. Yeah, <laughs> it really teaches you how to be smooth. And when will you get a chance like that? No obstacles, no cars, no idiots. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah, yeah it was, it, uh, it's uh, nothing to run into like a wall or off into the marsh. You yeah. know, it's like it's, and you still got your your turn workers or your ambulance sitting there just in case. Well, he did mention. I mean, they were picking bu- picking up bikes, but you have to expect that. I mean, the only way you learn how to ride in the rain uh, in a racetrack is when you fall, mm-hmm. and then you know what the the, the, the uh, temperaments are. You know, um, it's, it's you know, it's it's all about exploring limits. You know, and uh, it's it's incredible to be able to do that, <laughs> and, and, and or feeling your way to the limits so that you don't quite go over them enough exactly. to put you on the ground. Yeah, I was just gonna go oh, until you crash. And Wade's looking at me is like, ah, oh, we're not supposed to crash, Alex. Not supposed to crash. Yeah, exactly. That's it's number one sport. rule. <laughs> different sport. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're we're a precision sport. You know, not dirt biking. Like flying a missile, or whatever. Yeah, you got to get to the finish line and. Climb off your bike and go, yeah, that was great. Yeah, our friend Riyama actually went out one day on the Thunder Hill track day, and a bunch of boys are out there, and they're all sitting there, and it's pouring. And she went out there, and I forget exactly what she was riding at the time, more of a TL-1000 or 650DL or whatever, and uh, something like that. And uh, she went out there, and she's just doing lap after lap in the pouring fucking rain. And it was just like I was proud of her. It's like, yeah, yeah they're all in there ha- having lunch and shit, you know, worrying about the rain. I'm just doing laps. And, yeah, uh, you know, she, that makes you so much better. She rides yeah. with us on Sunday. She, she was born a minute ago, got her first motorcycle, knew nothing, yeah. showed up on her doorstep. I remember. And... She goes everywhere. She She's goes a everywhere. badass now. Yeah. Yeah, she really is. A high respect to her. You know, it's, it's, it's really neat. You know, if you have if you have the gumption and uh, really, really, you know, want to do it, I mean, within a few years, you can go a long way. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Allergies. Uh-oh, Holy out. moly. I've been having allergies this week lately and uh, here in the area. Oh, it's springtime. Like, springtime. Yeah. We've been having some good bunch, rains. So yeah. So, Wade, how been the roads up there uh, doing SMR? I mean, has uh, rain uh, brought any uh, springs or any uh, kind of uh, potholes and weird shit? There's a one new pothole that shouldn't be there. We got new pavement, so in most places it's actually pretty good, and it's actually fairly clean considering. Um, it's well, usually much dirtier on a, on a storm, but this one kind of cleaned everything out. There's definitely a new pothole. But the city has got potholes everywhere. Yeah, yeah, the, our Everywhere. city is. Yeah, we're we're gonna have to call this rim bender. City. And then and then they Jeez. put funky little patches on them, little band aids. They're not good enough. So you put your patch on, and then to, <laughs> you walk away, and it sinks another inch or two. But you did pay a bunch of San San Francisco municipal workers their day's wage. So they got to come back the next. They got to watch that movie yeah, cars. Yeah, then they pick it up and fill it again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's they got like, yeah. to watch that movie cars. Remember when dude had to go do it over again? <laughs> do it yeah. right the first time and do a little extra because because you're getting paid to do it. You got to slop slop it on the pavement. You know, fix a little more than just your one little dot. Yeah. You know, it, everything's messed up. So. You know, workmanship. <laughs> you know, it's not like you're buying that little couple little cups of gravel or whatever you're throwing down no and uh, actually this city is perpetually a, a pothole city there's nothing we can do about it r-a-r you know i mean 
Yeah. Nothing Boy. we can do about it. Talk to the Romans, will you? <laughs> exactly, you know. Yeah, or Europeans. Talk to Germany, or, you know, any of those places. But anyway, uh, I want to say, you know, uh, Mutiny Radio here is uh, sponsoring us here, and uh, our show is here, and uh, we love them. And uh, Pamtastic is really having a big deal coming up. Uh, it's the uh, uh, fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, if I have my glasses on correctly. Anyways, we're going to have 50 comics and uh, 26 uh, shows in five days. It's going to be a great time. Please come and visit. They're going to be here from between March 1st and March 5th. Uh, we're actually located, uh, you know, on uh, 21st Street at Florida here in the Mission, and it's a great, great place, actually. A lot of room for a lot of folks. It's really a warming, uh, you know, it's like a great area. Get some tacos across the street, you know, that type of thing. And uh, you can check us out at www.meetanyradio.fm, www.meetanyradio.fm, like Frank uh, Mason. Anyhow, yeah, check us out and uh, try and get some tickets for the shows. They are going to be sold out. There's some great, great times, you know, and uh, you know, it's a big deal because, you know, th this month is the month that really helps us to pay for the year. You know, a lot of us here, we have, you know, there's there's many, many folks here, uh, many, many shows, and, you know, uh, our little organization can use all the help we can always get. And uh, this is this is the festival that really helps us for the year. So come check us out between March 1st and 5th, Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival with Pamtastic, man. It'll be awesome, you know, it really will. So uh, anyhow, that being said, we're going to take a little break here and uh, get a little cheap trick, and uh, we'll have Milk Crate Brian put on his next albums. Cheers. Yeah. 
right on. I was just mentioning to Okay, Brian, you know, um, holy moly, it's so great to have music here, you know, uh, personal music, and uh, it's nice to have you here, Brian. I mean, it's awesome. Thanks you a know, lot. It's, like, it's, it's wonderful. It's a new new uh, uh, addition to the show, and uh, yeah, going to get more, more and more uh, personal type of albums in here and such. And have yeah, a, have I a can't good wait time for you to way. bring in some of yours. Yeah, you let's know. get some Chief John or something. You know, I think Wade mm-hmm. found a tro- uh, trove somewhere of uh, albums. And I, I got something. I don't know what it is, so it, it, same thing. Surprised. It'd be really nice to see what I got. Exactly. I know. never had a record player <laughs> yeah yeah so it's really really nice to have that and uh yeah we'll have more and more as it come we go on yeah i just want to thank a couple of our pals here moto tire guy you know uh, he helps you out with tires here in the city uh, over in the bayview area he's actually over in thailand shooting the shit and uh he's been there with uh, actually uh our friend manny california posse has been a guest here as well and uh our friend claudio so all those guys been there for three weeks i hope they're having a great time you know out there uh, uh manny apparently did have a little get off on his scooter i guess the brakes had a little issue and uh yeah, yeah a little, sure. little road rash because all you do is uh ride in apparently shorts and t-shirts out there because it's so damn hot so anyways uh cheers manny hope you feel better you yeah. know yeah exactly and uh you know to our friend armin uh mr armin uh croft uh, third out there you know you've been doing baja and you've been doing great have you seen his results he's been winning out there on cool. his race team on a, on a bug i don't know exactly if it's modified or anything but you know we'd like to have him in our on our show soon and uh, talk about that because uh, yeah he's well, he's out there kicking ass in the desert you know nice, it's really cool nice. yeah it really is you know he comes in and stays here for a second and goes on out there again you know so that's really cool you know uh well actually uh bender's bar always uh thank you for having us there and uh supporting us through our tt years and uh, even now and uh molotov's out there thank you very much for uh, you know supporting me as far as uh Doing the uh, clothing drives, you know, we just had the six year out there and uh, Stephanie, uh, she helped me out there and uh, also at Pop's Bar. And we had a really, really great uh, outcome this year with uh, getting clothes for the uh, for the homeless and such over there at, uh, you know, um, we basically uh, we donated over there to, uh, let's see, I think St. Andrews. And, St. Anthony's. Uh, cool. St. Anthony's. Thank yeah. you, mate. I've seen and, a lot uh, of them on Hate Street that have more clothes. It's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, it's really cold out there, right? So it's like, no, it's great. So uh, we're going to be planning on doing that soon as well. I'd like to, you know, do a few out here. And it's really nice. Uh, every time we do it, uh, you know, the, the outcome's great. And, uh, you know, it makes a difference for everyone. And uh, thank you, Molotovs and Stephanie, for, for helping me out and starting that out. And uh, Evan, over at uh, Motohub SF, uh, uh, Dima, I mean, Dima, you're out there somewhere. I think uh, you're actually traveling. Uh, I don't know exactly. Last I heard you were going towards Florida. But anyways, mm-hmm. Dima, be safe out there. And uh, he runs MotohubSF.com, which is a, you know, a great, uh, basically, he's very personable. He'll come out to your garage and uh, do things. Uh, he's Basically, you can call him and uh, he'll be personal uh, mechanic and he'll go out there and uh, assess what you need and uh, do that in your own garage. Uh, it's really nice out there. And uh, I saw earlier, you know, uh, Moto Monkey School, you know, uh, he's out there running around now on his, uh, well, I guess, uh, 
Ninja 250 is the last I saw. So, oh, uh, yeah, have it be, uh, be safe out there. And I uh, hope to have you back on the show. I know you're always busy doing something. And also, you know, if you need actually a physical trainer, therapist, anything like that, uh, Evan from Moto Monkey School does that as well. And uh, he's really good. So, I mean, you can uh, learn how to ride a motorcycle as well as getting uh, physical training, which is uh, really nice to have at the same time, especially if you're going out on a racetrack, you know, that type of thing. Right on, right on. So anyhow, uh, we were just talking earlier, and, uh, you know, the rain's been out here and such, and, uh, well, uh, Ryan, you had a topic you want to talk about. Yeah, I've got a piece of unfortunate news for the uh, dual sport fan club out there. Um, multiple sources, including the Oakland Motorcycle Club, have confirmed that there's going to be no Sheet Iron 300 this year. Um, I don't know if uh, everybody's aware, but usually this race runs from Stonyford to Fort Bragg and back over a period of two days. Um, unfortunately, the wildfires burned Stonyford to the ground, um, and all the rain we've had recently has just washed out all the trails. So, OMC it has said, been fierce. You know, I mean, this, these storms have been relentless I mean, uh, for quite some time. Not not even including last year. So, I basically, uh, the infrastructure is pretty much uh, literally washed out. It is. It's just gone. Uh, OMC is going to do a, a campground thing there at the rodeo campgrounds in Stonyford. They're still going to show okay. their support for that community. So if you're into camping and you want to ride around in a muddy field and uh, drink a bunch of beers. Go in um, circles. <laughs> I'm sure they'll have fun. Those yeah. guys know how to have fun. That's and awesome. they're not giving up. But it yeah. looks like there's going to be no formal sheet iron 300 this year. Oh, so it's a, a sad day. Well, it's unfortunate. I mean, it, well, I mean, that being said, it just shows how much uh, uh, our state has gone through uh, through these recent storms and such where it's really changing you know, the topography yeah the fires as well you know fire, I mean, fires first which takes out all the the trees that hold the ground together yeah mm -hmm. and it washes away in. yeah exactly and but, hollister is a complete mess right now they've been had the whole lower ranch closed for the past couple weekends oh, really? i'm really chomping at the bit to get out there yeah i just every weekend it's just been no <laughs> too much mud don't come out here unless you want to dig a hole in the ground what are you writing yeah. Um, normally, I'm riding my XR400. Nice. Uh, but I also have a TTR250. Uh, both of these bikes have plates on them, so you'll see me around in the city on them. Uh, the TTR250 is kind of there for if I want to take a buddy to the track and they don't have a dirt bike. So. Yeah, um, that would be a nice... The, the, I could see that being a nice little trail. I mean, something that's uh, confidence-inspiring, so to speak. If, you, if, you, if you're out there and never done it, it's, it's something like... Get full plant, uh, you know, your feet planted and has enough power to not get you in trouble. And Yeah, you know. it's a little too tall for a lot of riders. That's one problem is if you're not so over... it's modern suspension. Yeah, if you're not over 5'6", five, 5'7", nice. five, you're not riding that bike. Now, wow. the, ni the nice thing for uh, new riders is that it's an electric start. So there's no more killing it uphill and getting frustrated trying to kick it like there is with my XR400. <laughs> so that's very confidence-inspiring that you can just touch that button and get back on the road. Well, I'm not, I'm not a big uh, dirt bike rider, though. I've been with Wade, uh, I'd probably say, three times in my life, which uh, each time was just uh, an adventure and stories in its own right. And it was great, great times. And uh, I understand the idea of a Kickstarter and uh, the idea of a button. You know, I, yeah. hear, I hear a button's really nice. The button is <laughs> nice. And I'm a Kickstarter snob, and I love them, but, man... I love that button too. <laughs> you're, you're, you're at a side of a hill. And, there, you know, uh, there's always a spot where you could use that button. Okay, I'll cheat. I'll use the button. <laughs> yeah, flat ground, who cares? I'll kick it. But yeah. when you're halfway uphill and you're trying to hold the front brake and not slide backwards and get that perfect kick, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can wear yourself out just starting the bike. Oh, I you know? did. And Wade and the boys happened to come by me on a fire trail. I was like, what's up, Alex? And I'm sitting there. He's like, whoa, whoa, And so it's this guy, apparently I was yeah. flooding. And Wade taught me how to start a bike, a two-stroke, two stroke. That was a two-stroke 480, 465, 465. 465. Oh, Especially IT. after they fell over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean they fell over? <laughs> Don't, yeah. Talk to me all over again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, going down the hill. Um, and I never rode that bike before. And all these guys just go up this hill, just go up, 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 right straight up a hill. You know, it's just What's like, a fire road hill? It was, a, there was a big, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was a fire guys. road. It was a, it went uphill, but it was a fire road. I believe that was the one. So yeah, we sort of ra- usually raced to the top, but that was a one. If I remember right, we came into the corner. I let dude have the lead, and it was the dustiest corner known to man. What a mistake that was, letting him go first. <laughs> and and so yeah, dusted the whole thing out. And so by the time you got there, it all just settled again. But it was totally like six inches of dust covering everything. Yeah. Only the first guy gets through. Okay, but we sat up on top of it. Like, the what, first what happened? guy gets through it. Ah. <laughs> yeah, second guy gets It was almost, you know, you almost couldn't see nothing. And we all sat up the hill and watched. <laughs> That's always fun. It was like, who's going to go next? You know, yeah. So we got up yeah. the top of the hill. And we okay. sat there for a while, and you never came around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yep, got stuck. Uh, yeah, I imagine right now that place is just like uh, people are talking about uh, – Tahoe having the best snow if you can get there like forever you know dirt bike is the same way I, I think I'm thinking once 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 a dirt bike can get out there it's supposed to be you yeah. know yeah another couple and, weeks and yeah. it's dry it's dried It'll out a perfect. little bit it's, it's snowing be... in Malibu it's snowing in, in LA the the grapevine is closed yeah 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 so from it's, snow isn't that great well, we're going to have like a shit ton of water for recreational sports as well. I remember, you know, a while back, uh, you know, uh, drought time. I mean, you know, I'd go through Barry S. 